Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is 920 and the combination of COVID, flu and RSV reared up as the triple-demic. Last fall and just as winter started, pushing already taxed medical professionals, facilities, and medication supplies to the brink. Kids are back in school now after the holiday break. Are they feeling a bit of calm before another expected storm of cases? Joining us in studio, Dr. Maya Moody, pediatrician here in St. Louis at Mercy Kids, president of the Missouri chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Moody, thank you very much for joining us in studio. Yeah, thanks for having me. So just how bad was the triple-demic? It was pretty bad. All of our children's hospitals, our urgent cares, our emergency rooms, our doctor's offices were quite busy um, and really, truly what you said, pushing to that brink. Um, there have been some you know, comments among us on social media that this was our March 2020, right? That, that we had all of these respiratory viruses hitting all at once, um, ones that can be more severe and end up with children in the hospital. So COVID, flu, and RSV probably all have some similar uh, similarities in, in the way they present and how bad the kids are feeling. Parents get a little panicky. You don't know, is this a cold? How seriously should I take it? So how do doctors right away make those decisions? And what decision making should parents go through before they rush to the ER? Yeah, well, and first and foremost, we really want to make sure that folks are using medical facilities appropriately, right? So we have your primary care office. We really want to make sure that everybody has that primary care medical home established. Um, and then understanding when to use the urgent care and when do we have to go to the emergency department. And so it is tough, right? And that's our bread and butter of pediatrics is cough, cold, runny noses, body aches, and, and not feeling well. But you're really trying to understand your kid, making sure that you're doing the best to keep them healthy um, with those you know, flu vaccines or COVID vaccines, so to prime that immune system, um, and also just good hand washing and other you know, uh, mitigation factors that we all learned back during the COVID pandemic. Um, because those symptoms are really similar, right? And it is really hard without the actual, anti, you know, without antigen testing, um, it's hard to know exactly what you're dealing with. We know about flu shots and you can test for that. We know about COVID by now and how you can get a home test for that or test uh, at various sites and what that is. Um, What do we know about RSV? Yeah, so we know that RSV has eluded our vaccines thus far, although we have some promising uh, research going on in um, pregnant women, actually, because we know that the um, RSV virus is worse for those little ones um, and also with children with chronic health care conditions. And so um, there is, you're right, there is no vaccine for the general public for RSV. There is immunoglobulin treatment for children who are high risk, um, particularly you know, little babies with heart and lung issues. Um, So RSV tends to be just a normal cold for most folks, except for those itty-bitty babies. And those itty-bitty babies, it comes with a a lot of mucus, a lot of congestion, and they just have a really hard time kind of keeping those lungs open um, because they don't have that productive cough, you know, and they they have to breathe through their nose in order to eat. So what is another concern? Is there a concern that, um, because really there's not much you can do once you have a 
of, of the flu, you know, just you ride it out. But can those things turn into something more severe or more complicated? Is that a concern? Yeah, absolutely. And and part of the reason why we got so concerned with this amoxicillin shortage, right? And we know that these cough, cold, runny nose viruses, flu, um, RSV, can end up with ear infections or secondary pneumonia, or even in some cases, bacteria in the bloodstream that can make kids really sick. And so that's why we really want to focus on those mitigation, prevention, um, good hand washing, you know, getting those vaccines, because we want to pre- prevent all of those secondary secondary uh, infections from these viruses. I am seeing more masks, not necessarily day to day, but traveling for sure. I'm seeing a lot more people wearing them. What should we be thinking when it comes to masks right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that we are in this post-pandemic time where we just need to normalize mask wearing. Um, You know, particularly for folks you may not know, maybe they have a high-risk relative at home, maybe them themselves are high-risk, or maybe they just got over a cold and they're trying to be polite, um, you know, and they were like, well, I really have to get to work today, but I should really probably mask for a couple more days because we know those viruses can shed uh, a few days after even you're feeling better enough to go back to home work or to work or school. Yeah, I have found myself wearing a mask occasionally because I did get the flu right before Thanksgiving and it was the flu because one of my pet peeves and this probably bugs you too is people have a cold and they'll say, oh, I have the flu. Yeah. No, the flu, I, I was tested. It was influenza A. It knocked us all out. My son brought it home from school. My daughter and I got it and it was misery. It was really bad. So I started thinking, I don't ever want this again. <laughs> I'm going to start wearing a mask when I'm around a bunch of people and everybody's sneezing and blowing their noses. But I kind of feel like my kids are past that now. They were really good about it during the pandemic. They don't want to wear masks anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of kids are probably in that same boat. Yeah, you know, they're just not as comfortable, right? And and certainly when you get into those middle school and high school age, it's a, how is that going to be, be perceived? And that's why I think it's important for us as adults to do that modeling for the children, right? And to, to normalize that. Um, we know that, you know, the f- person who is sick wearing the mask is the most beneficial. Next being the person who could get sick wearing a mask. Um, and the other important thing that we really need to think about is hand washing. You know, I think we were just talking a minute ago about how we're seeing more of these viruses come about and we're probably getting a little bit more lax about our hand washing, our hand shaking, making sure that we're using that hand sanitizer. Um, and because those, that's really that transmission besides the direct coughs and sneezes, um, you know, putting our hands on our face. Are there specific symptoms to look for when it comes to flu? Can you differentiate? I think as adults, we know our bodies well enough. We know something's not not quite right. But with kids, how would you assess that? Yeah, home? it's it's really tough, you yeah. know, because, you know, we have some kids when they feel nauseous, they feel like they need to throw up. Oh, my belly hurts. Mm-hmm. Or they say their bones will hurt, you know, if they're having those body aches or headaches. Um, you know, flu, we really look for the, the fever, kind of body aches, that general malaise, the kids really just don't feel well. Um, And we always say in the office, you know, oh, that one looks like flu, but we still don't know until we do the test, right? And so um, some offices have flu, COVID, RSV testing. You can test all three in one little swab. Um, Others have, you know, just flu or just COVID or COVID flu. And so, um, you know, even as an experienced pediatrician, you still have to get the test. How well did the flu shot do this year? 
you know, it's done pretty well as far as preventing serious illness, right? So remember, vaccines are important for our bodies to get that jump on that immune system um, so that when your body comes in contact with the virus, it can fight it off easier and not get so sick so quick. Um, So we know that both the flu and the COVID vaccines are preventing hospitalizations um, and they're preventing general medical visits. Um, So you may have gotten the flu vaccine and may have gotten the flu or actual influenza A. Um, but they, um, we know that it's keeping people out of the hospital and out of the emergency departments. And so, um, or it, you just have like a little cold in what could have been a more serious illness. Dr. Maya Moody, president of the American Academy of Pediatrics, Missouri chapter, joining us in studio. We appreciate the information very much. Everybody stay well. Yeah, thank you. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.